Welcome to The Chat. I'm your host, Bex Buzzy. In this podcast, we'll be talking with a variety of people. Parents who have homeschooled, those who are currently homeschooling, students who are being homeschooled, those who have been homeschooled, and they'll be sharing their experiences and testimonies. The charge to homeschool is by no means an easy responsibility, but as you'll hear in this season, it is going to be the most important and worthwhile achievement of your life. The returns are exponential and they're generational. I am so excited to travel this journey with you. Let's get started. Today we have an amazing guest, Ethan Dunn. A little bit about Ethan is he's a videographer and he is the head of broadcast for Awaken Church. He has been homeschooled 11 years. In addition to him being homeschooled, he has done behind the camera work. He's also performed in multiple theatrical productions. He was in one of our most recent plays called Twisted. He played the main character, Brushed It, super talented, has the best disposition. Every time any of us needs any three, he is right there. And we're just so thankful to literally have you at church and to just even know you. So thank you so much. We're going to be just talking about his life as a homeschooler. He homeschooled for 11 years, but he actually started out like Christian school, you said? Yeah. Um, so I started, and thank you so much, first of all, for that oh. um, glowing introduction. But yeah, when I started school, it was in a private Christian elementary school. At the time when we were starting out, the assumption was that, you know, being in a private Christian environment would be a little more of a controlled and the right DNA would be in that. And that really was more just the model itself that wasn't conducive towards learning because it's still, even though you have a Christian veneer on the surface, there's still the same institutional brokenness, there's still the same focuses on rote memorization and compliance rather than actually demonstrating an ability to comprehend the source material. And even just the environment itself was only there for two years and then I got pulled out and I think maybe six or seven years after I left, that school ended up getting shut down for drug dealing and prostitution. That is crazy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I want to circle back to what you just finished saying because it was really awesome. The remote memorization, all those types of techniques and methods that do happen because I'm a public school teacher, right? right? I know that, yes, memorization is one of the things that you have to, you have to learn it, you have to memorize it. You have to um, read this book. You have to sit here and watch a video and all these different things, like how it's different in the homeschooling. Can you give a, like a, a clear example of like, when you had to use that, that kind of like remote memorization type of learning versus what it looks like or what it looked like when you went to school in a homeschool environment. There's- sure. Yeah. So when I, when I talk about um, rote memorization, that's basically just crash studying for a test and memorizing all the correct answers so you can get a passing grade, move on and forget the class ever happened. You know, they're able to you know show that X number of people pass. They're able to pass it along to supervisors, shareholders, county, whatever it's whether it's public or private. But there's no, like I said, there's no emphasis in the comprehension compared to sort of clinical uh, performance based 
results. Um, And that was the great advantage of homeschooling is obviously there's a number of different curriculums to choose from, you know, depending on really the learning needs and goals of your student. But all of them are geared towards actually comprehending and understanding the source material. It's the difference between being able to recite what happened on page 37 of, you know, Robinson Crusoe versus being able to actually give a comprehensive analysis of either the themes of the book or the context it was written in. And and that goes beyond literary comprehension. That includes the sciences and the mathematics. Um, And the great thing about that is that, you know, as the student learns to comprehend the material, uh, as they continue to progress through their schooling, they're able to essentially reach a point where they are teaching themselves. That's awesome. There are some myths out there that say that homeschool kids don't learn as well. As I'm listening to you, you're so well-spoken. Your vernacular is awesome. Great demeanor. Can you speak a little bit into like those myths of like your child isn't going to learn as well? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think first of all, you know, the idea that as a parent, um, you're not equipped to teach your child is, you know, ridiculous because first of all, you, you taught them to talk, you know, virtually every parent, regardless of whether they put their child in public, private or homeschool, they've at least taught them, you know, speech and communication, you know, by the time they're in that environment, they're already talking. And so that's so um, good. (laughs) The fact that you're able to teach another person a language from scratch without a curriculum, you know, without any, Wow, um, you know, backgrounds that alone, I think, should cause you to take a step back and go, okay, maybe I can teach these things. And again, like I said, like a lot of parents I know are most daunted by the maths and the sciences, more so science when it gets to junior high, high school, you know, level. You know, parents say like, you know, I'm not a chemist. It doesn't matter because, like I said, there are curriculums available that are able to supplement that material, and they're designed in a way that. Not only is the child able to understand and learn from them, but that the parent is able to teach that material as well. Um, so, so there's good. no reason to be off put by something like that. That is so good. You want to know what? I never even thought about that aspect of parents have taught their child a language without a curriculum. Yeah. And that should be so encouraging to parents. Yeah. Wow. Parents, hello. You should (laughs) think about that. You guys have done this already. And I love what you said that there's different curriculum. So they don't have to be tied down to this one way of, of doing things or this is how this is where they need to be or this is what they need to learn. I've learned a lot about homeschooling, which is my desire is really to show parents that it's not that hard. It, it honestly, it really isn't that hard. I went to school and I did all the training and even still getting into the classroom, I still had to do everything from scratch. I had to learn everything because they don't teach you how to handle behavior or child. Yeah. They don't, that's not taught. And that comes with the whole entire territory because I really want parents to know what you just finished saying. You've done so much. I mean, like they've also taught them how to dress themselves, how to match clothes and how to, you know, just there's so many things that parents have already taught them that I don't think that they realize the capabilities that they have, you know, the public school system or even the private school system, 
will say things like, well, we're the experts, but yet these children have been under the care of these parents. So really, they are the experts yeah. <laughs> on their children, you know? Yeah. Who would have thought? <laughs> right? And that's really huge. What kind of curriculum did you go into? Did your parents go into the math, the sciences, and all that other stuff with you through high school? Because I've had someone on this podcast prior, and they had none of that. They didn't, in their homeschooling, they did not learn science or math or anything. They only did a classical learning. Right, that was right. all they did. And they learned a lot about history, you know, a lot of philosophy and things of that sort. They still did amazing in college and they tested out of math yep. and the things that they didn't even learn in high school yeah. or middle school. They still tested out of it in college. So what was your program like? What what did you did you go to did you go to ISPs? Did you did your mom create it? Like where did, what did um what was your uh, learning experience? So we used a few different curriculums, um, just depending on the subject for a lot of that. You mentioned the classical education for a lot of that sort of material we used uh, was called Sunlight, S-O-N-L-I-G-H-C. It's a Christian homeschool curriculum, and that's very much based on um, classic literature, comprehension, and it provided really a great foundation for that sort of stuff. And then for mathematics we used uh singapore math um Mm. singapore is the highest percentage of uh you know math success in the world uh on on a national average so might as well learn from the best and you know it's interesting you mentioned some of your friends they um didn't take a math curriculum or a stem curriculum but they still excelled at that in college and were able to test out of that because a similar thing happened with me um i've never performed poorly in math, but it's never been my favorite subject. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so when I started college, I did the same thing. I took, because uh, I had to take, you know, a mandatory math credit and I took it online in like five weeks or something like that. You know, in fact, I think I did that concurrent enrollment. That might've been my last year of high school when I did that. Cause I was t- already taking college credits at that point. And, um, you know, I just did it online. It was, you know, mostly self-guided and aced my way out of it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I want to circle back around to, to a couple of things that you said. Um, okay. Back down. Let's go back to Singapore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So literally the math that there's learning in another country, we're able to bring here, like the, the rigor of it and mm. teach it to our children here. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. So the benefits so far out, I mean, they, they exceed what you can potentially even think of. Yeah. You can kind of pick and choose with your curriculum and, you know, take the highest performing, uh, you know, results and use that as a foundation for your own education. I mean, especially math. I mean, math is universal. You know, it's it's the same stuff across the world. I'm blown away. (laughs) I'm literally blown away right now. Blown away. And you had mentioned that before you graduated high school, you were already taking college credits. Yep. Yeah. I had a semester's worth of credits under my belt by the time I uh, finished high school, which is nice. One semester. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. So that was uh, was definitely a nice advantage. 
Pardon? Is this a typical thing for homeschool kids? Um, you know, it depends. Um, it depends, obviously, what their educational goals are. Um, some people just go straight into a career um, after they finish high school. And actually, some of my um, you know, most successful friends who are my age that I know did that. Um, others like me who wanted to pursue higher education and be able to you know, have a degree and have that you know, background. Um, yeah, people will do concurrent enrollment and you can, you don't have to wait until the last year of high school. My first college credit I got when I was maybe, uh, I want to say 14. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so somewhere around here. Okay. You keep saying concurrent. What does that mean? At the same time? At the same time. Yeah. So you're still in uh, high school or junior high or whenever you want to do it, but you're also taking a college course. And there are different uh, programs available based on you know what school you want to do that through. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be college credits through the university that you intend on enrolling in. I got mine from a couple different sources. Um, but yeah, there's especially nowadays, there's plenty of options to do those online, um, you know, or at a different um, you know, time of the year, you can do this over the summer. There's lots of options for that. Yeah. Wow. So not only, well, I, I'm, I'm a little speechless because like, I have a lot going on in my mind right now because I'm thinking like me as a teacher, I've been teaching in the public school system 21 years and I've never seen any students when I taught in middle school even have the fortitude to be able to take a college class. They're they're so wrapped up in what's happening in their little, you know what I mean? Their emotional right. little lives that they're not able to even focus on their future. And the truth is what school is supposed to do is supposed to set your child up for their adulthood, for their future. How can you do that when all they do is focus in on like these yeah, things well, that and, don't mean anything. And you know, obviously teaching in a public school environment for so long, uh, it's something like, I remember when it was about 40% of classroom time in a conventional schooling system is spent on classroom management. Yeah. <laughs> At yeah. least that might be a low estimate. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, and, and that's just, you know, there's so many reasons for that. You know, it's the age of the students, it's the size of the class, you know, it's the different backgrounds that they're all in. But when you're in a homeschool environment and you're able to focus in and have the education, um, you know, really developed to your student, your child, you know, you, the way they learn, you know, the way they're able to understand, then not only are they able to learn better and at a faster rate, but that extra time that you would have spent just getting them to shut up and listen. Uh, now they have that time to, you know, pursue their own interests to, um, you know, be able to, you know, like you said, do other educational studies through uh, university programs or you know, if they want to get a job or something like that, you know, they can, they can. start their own business, you know, there's right. plenty of they options. They could actually be adults. They could be yeah. entrepreneurs. Exactly. Yeah. They could yeah. actually, they're, they're, they're truly adults in the making what it seems like through the homeschool system. They're truly adults in the making, like what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be training up adults. It's beautiful. That's absolutely beautiful. Um, 
you know, I was going to ask you like <laughs> those questions of pivotal moments and like some memories and benefits, but I feel like a lot of the things you just mentioned, like that's a huge benefit to be able to take a college class and, and oh, that, that's just, yeah, everything you've told me is a benefit. Like, well, and it, and it's funny the when you talk about pivotal moments for me, I mean, I mean, definitely there's a lot of opportunities I had during my time as a homeschooler, but when it came to actually being able to, I guess, realize the full scope of the education I'd gotten didn't come until I had started college. And this is a similar experience for um, anyone who, you know, was a longtime homeschooler, if they, um, you know, either decide to, you know, do a year in a public or private mm-hmm. school or they go on to university, um, is because when when you're in you know a homeschool environment, then you you have kind of a narrower circle of reference to draw from. For you know you you get kind of used to. We would always do the um, uh, uh, end of year tests just to see like we're replacing the national average, and I would always score twelfth grade for everything ever since I was like you know in the fourth grade. And so you get kind of you get kind of used to that sort of stuff, you know. No amount of complimenting or praise of like, "Oh, you're such a great writer. You're so smart." Da, da, da. I I started to think, okay, you're just saying that. But when I started in college, and I had to, I think, write like a freshman essay. Maybe it was like in like an entrance essay or something like that to honors program. And one of the professors said to me afterwards, like, "You write." as an incoming freshman, the way I wish my seniors wrote in their like finals. And so that was kind of the moment where I realized, okay, maybe, maybe this did kind of accelerate me a little further than wow. you know, I, I had even realized at the time. That's amazing. That's amazing because I mean, that's amazing. I don't, I don't even know what to say. That's amazing. <laughs> that's really awesome because I know that when I went to college, I went to public school my whole entire life. So when I went into college, I remember just being like, wow, I am so unprepared. Like I remember thinking that, like I never thought I was prepared. The amount of work that I had to do to catch up to even just like where the professors wanted me, it was, it was astronomical hours that I, I would spend. It was astronomical time that I had to spend just to like, meet the expectations because I was a hundred percent not prepared. Right. I was fully unprepared. So when I hear you say that my professor told me that I have exceeded expectations if even seniors that he's, (laughs) that's, that's really impressive. And you know, that really just kind of like smashes the myth of like your child isn't going to be able to learn or they don't learn as well. This is telling me that, and this has been a theme so far with people who have homeschooled that they are like more advanced. And I love what you said. You said that there's more time. Yes. Classroom management is probably the biggest issue whenever you bring um, different children together. That's just, that's just, yeah. it is. It that's the first saying. thing. <clears throat> yeah. It goes without saying that's, that's the first thing you have to handle. And I remember my first years of teaching, my classroom manager was awful. <laughs> it was so bad. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> but I, even though now I'm, 
I'm way better at, at, at classroom management. There's still an aspect of it that always happens. And I've always, even the last five years, I've noticed that if I work with one kid or two kids, the same lesson that took me 60 minutes, I can get it out and they learned it in 20. Yeah. It's, it's every time, like yeah. every time. Because it's one-on-one, -on -one. it's individual, you know, they're, because now they're actually making a connection with you when they're learning rather than when they're just part of a group. You know, there's, they're not receiving the information the same, you know, it's, it's, it's yeah, true. collectivism it's true. versus individualism. Yeah. yeah. And there's a place for group, but when there's all the time, <laughs> I think that does take away from that personal time. So yeah. I, I highly agree. Like whenever I have to just go through work with students, like they can, they by themselves can do a whole week's work in one period yeah if they do it on their own and they're given you know what i mean like i'm there so i have noticed that and that to me is huge yeah so would you say that's like a benefit of being homeschooled that you were able to actually pack in oh yeah more? absolutely and it gives you flexibility you know if you're the rest of your week then you can you know sleep in a little bit later and get you know rest i mean that's one of the biggest things as well developmentally um you know, in public school uh, schedules are not built around developing children who, you know, should be getting, you know, X amount of hours of rest, you know, that depending on where you're at, you should be getting from eight to 10 hours of sleep as, as a kid, rather than, you know, having to wake up at like, you know, five or six in the morning just to get to class. So you're able to, you're able to get rest, you're able to have flexibility in your day, your week. Um, and yeah, there's, there's definitely times when I'd have everything done for the week by Wednesday or Tuesday even, and I have the rest of the week just to work on myself, you know? <laughs> yeah. And learn things that you are really interested yeah, in exactly. and develop and learn who you are. Yeah. That's so true. I love that. Oh yeah. my goodness. I love this. This is fantastic. I've learned some things that. I didn't know about like the subjects that you can take from other places that are higher level that you can actually take from that college courses at like middle school. Something I didn't think about was that were the benefits you just finished talking about being restful. I know for a fact that teenagers, which is where what I work, I'm, I'm a high school teacher. Yeah. So I teach teenagers, I teach biology, chemistry, and, and physics. So I know that the biology of teenagers is that they don't fall asleep very early. Like for some reason, naturally awake later. Yeah. And I remember even me as a teenager, I just stood up and I'm a morning yeah, person. Yeah, it's just, it happens. They stay up later and they sleep later. And it's not, and it has nothing to do with, I think that's just a, their circadian rhythm at that point. Yeah. Yeah, during that that period of time, because it went back to normal after, like, I think when I hit like nineteen twenty, it went back to normal where I was going to bed earlier again. But those years, I remember it was I just could not fall asleep and I could not wake up in the morning. And it's awesome how you said those pivotal years they need sleep, they need to rest so that they're fresh and functioning for school. And yeah. that is that's the main problem. That's that's a lot of the that's probably a lot of the classroom management issues are yeah, yeah absolutely and not just even on a day-to-day -day, but even developmentally you know like just 
you know, the constant interruption of, you know, the REM cycle or circadian rhythm, I mean, that has, you know, health effects. And then when you see not only their ability to develop, but then, you know, you see how many teenagers will coping with that and by either like taking melatonin pills or, you know, over caffeinating and just, you know, it's, you know, adding, you know, bad to worse, you know, it's, it's not improving their health mentally or physically at that point. It's so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard of a lot. I heard of a lot of stories of kids just trying to keep up, and it's and you're right. The school system, and because the reason why the school system even has the public school system has those hours is for because of sports. Yeah. Because they won't, they won't do sports in the morning. It's literally the only reason. Yeah. It is because of sports that the school, and it doesn't mean that this is the, the, the right time that kids are supposed to be in school. It happens to be. It doesn't coincide with the sports. That is why the school runs from eight to three. Only reason, none other. <laughs> it's like, so yeah. Wow, Ethan, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, absolutely. And I really do believe that this is going to um, just encourage so many parents and help them. I think this is really going to open a lot of minds and a lot of opportunities for parents. Like there's something... So much that you said, I believe, is just full of hope and encouragement. And I'm so glad you wanted to do this interview. Of course. My pleasure. All this information is amazing. And also, so if anybody doesn't know, Ethan is a freelancer. He does work on his own. Did you want to just talk about that really quick? Yeah. I mean, I I do a lot of video work, um, both on the filming side and then on the post-production editing side. So yeah, I take a lot of client work, you know, my availability, you know, varies based on what kind of projects I have, but yeah, I'm always, always open to take on new people, new challenges. Awesome. I'll put your email address at the bottom of this so that they can reach you if they need to talk to you. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you again, Ethan. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, please follow me on Anchor by Spotify and you can find me on Spotify. I would love to be able to hear your questions, your comments, anything that could really help this podcast bring more value to you. I would love to hear it. You can email me at the homeschool podcast, bexbuzzy at gmail.com. Again, that is the homeschool podcast, bexbuzzy at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you and I hope you guys have an amazing day. Once again, you've been listening to the chat and I'm your host, Bex Buzzy.